gorgeous ones. Welcome back to Boldly and Gently. I am Sarah Harney. I am a maker, an idea generator. I'm going to read you my proper bio because I made it with Emma McMillan, my copy coach, and I really love it. So here we go. I love guiding folks like you through their own wanderings and into their way forward. I'm your creative director, your action partner, and your biggest cheerleader. I offer radical permission to do things your way with a good dose of self-kindness. I am your self-adventure guide for when you want someone to hold your hand and your heart and reignite your spark. I am also a proudly feminist, queer, neurodivergent toddler mum living on unseated Ghana country. And on that, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast today, the Ghana people, and honour their deep history and tradition of storytelling and coming together as a community and sharing stories in this way. So what am I doing here? Well, my work is for curious, open-hearted humans who want to live courageously and creatively, for the folks who want to know themselves deeply and do their own thing boldly, for the souls who want to burn shit down one day and go gently the next. This is for you. I think it might be one of my most favorite three lines that I have ever written because it just captures so beautifully the hill I'm willing to die on. (laughs) So, hi, thanks for tuning in. This is very exciting. I want to talk to you about a specific thing today. I have notes and everything. So as a creative human being, as a entrepreneur, a business owner, someone who is self-employed, who is driven to both create things because I want to create them and also because I want to help people and I want to serve people and also naturally because I want to make my livelihood from making stuff and serving people and helping people, as is the way of being a business owner. I I also happen to be a manifesting generator, if you're a human design person, and a maker and a sage in Jonathan Field's Sparker Types. And all of those things, maybe also Gemini, like always talking to myself. I don't know. I need an astrology person to explain that stuff to me. And also happen to have um, and live with ADHD combined types. So a little bit of everything. Things are often very busy in my mind. When I say often, I mean always. And I crave a plan and I crave knowing what I'm going to do and what I'm going to make and what's going to happen next. And also loathe plans <laughs> and loathe being told what to do. So it's a very interesting combination of documenting things, writing things down, having plans and lists and structures and goals and a vision, but also feeling as though sometimes having such a rigid structure or a list or way of doing something can feel very stifling and very constricting and unhelpful to the point where it's so unhelpful because it doesn't match my actual capacity 
or bandwidth or ability to follow through on said plan. And again, because I have lived with ADHD my whole life, I don't know which parts of my personality and my way of being and my way of creating are more universal, which are neurodivergent, which are just being a creative person, which are just being a, you know, raised the way that I was raised, you know, eldest only girl, perfectionist, overthinker, overanalyzer, you know, type person. So all I can ever do is offer ideas and solutions and tools and concepts that I have come up with and I've reflected upon, you know, witnessing people that I care about also experience similar things or clients of mine or people in my world. So you're always going to just have to take it with a grain of salt or whatever the right analogy is of if something that I say resonates with you, wonderful. Let's, you know, chuck out the the unhelpful structures and pressures and conventional ways of doing things. And then other times if you're like, mm, I don't know, that seems very specific um, and doesn't apply to me at all. Well, then, you know, that's fine too. Jog on in that sense. But the one, the thing I wanted to talk to you today specifically is about planning and goals and goal setting and frameworks for those things. Because I think in the self-helpy world or in the coachy world, having a vision, having a plan, setting goals, kicking goals, getting shit done, that's kind of a whole thing, but also can be a stick we beat ourselves with around, well, patriarchal capitalism and late-stage capitalism, around always being productive. And if you didn't get all 50 things done on your list, well, then you failed or whatever. Um, And also I think then if you also add in like patriarchal motherhood around caregiving is work, we deserve rest, nourishment, support, etc. So there's a lot of layers going on when it comes to planning and goal setting and to-do lists and the pressures that we're under in a modern society, just as individuals or maybe as folks who were socialized as women and girls or assigned female at birth, etc. I think we all feel it everybody of of any gender or social setting in terms of whether or not you're a parent, etc. But I think there are certain groups of people who can feel this pressure in a more heightened way than others. So you may have heard of SMART goals and you may have been exposed to certain types of goal setting and it may or may not have worked for you. Also the word routine I just, I want it. I really do. But I just can't. Habits, routines. Uh, I, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't last very long for me. Again, is it an ADHD thing with dopamine seeking behavior and needing to seek novelty, etc.? Possibly. Is it also just who I am? Possibly. So again, (laughs) I'll leave you to your own decisions around which bits um, might be true. Rituals, rhythms, a menu. I'm into all of those things, a framework, a, 
a, a light sprinkling of a structure that I can choose from. Wonderful. When I need it, that's fabulous. But sticking to a routine or a measured, repeatable goal and outcome is not something I have found comes easily to me and often brings more shame than pride. And what I have realized recently is that really all I want for you and for myself is more possibility, more peace, and more pride. That's it, really. I mean, lots of things, but like that's the big three. And once that's true, more of those, more often, what is the impact that you want to have? And what are the things that you want to do that are meaningful to you or have the meaningful impact that you want to have for yourself, for your people, for your community, for your audience? So SMART goals stand for S, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, which all makes sense. Get really specific. Can you measure it? Is it achievable? Is it relevant to the you know, outcomes? And what's the timeline? That's great advice. No one is arguing that that's not great advice, but it can feel limiting, especially things like is it achievable and is it time-bound? Well, what does time-bound actually mean? Because if we're having a high-capacity week, feeling great, um, if you're someone who has a cycle, maybe you're in a part of your cycle that is more energizing to you, something that I can get done by the end of next week and something that you can get done by the end of next week are two very different sets of time, right? Capacity, what's going on with our health, what's going on with our lives, our brains, etc. And so I think just saying that something is a clever goal or a smart goal or a, a realistic goal because you got really specific, you measured exactly how it was going to happen and when it was going to happen by. Look, it's good to aim for. <laughs> I want to suggest an even more flexible approach not to diminish who traditional goal setting and SMART goals works for. Because if it works for you, guess what? You don't need another option. You're cool. You're getting done what you need to get done and making lists, setting timelines, and you're fucking smashing it. Good luck to you. (laughs) Guess what? This is not for you. (laughs) In fact, I would argue that if that's true, you won't have even clicked on the title of this podcast episode. So you're probably not listening. So why am I speaking to you? Who knows? So this is an invitation to move a little away from SMART goals into flexible goals and taking a step away from what do you want to get done or even to an extent, how do you want to feel and zooming it out a little bit into how do you want to be Who do you want to be? What kind of person and experiences are you craving to be or to have? If we got really curious about what we want or more specifically the impact we want to have and how we want to be in the world and in our lives and who we want to be and we move from smart goals to flexible goals or an open, curious vision of what might be possible. And we move from rigid routines 
into supportive rhythms, as I mentioned before, and ditched completely the word consistency. 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 We hear it in socials, in business, in life, in exercise, in health, food, meditation, whatever. Consistency. What if we just eased up a little bit on our obsession with doing things at the same time every day? Who said? Truly, who said? Who cares? Do you want a gold star? Well, yeah, you do. That's why you put it on the internet. Oh, it's after 9 p.m. Just getting sassy. Letting go of consistency. Will she keep it in? Who knows? And finding compassionate actions. What if we created a menu of self-honoring behaviors? What if we had a list of experiences, outcomes, or states of being that we were aiming for, that we were collecting, that we were moving towards? What if we had a menu of options for a high capacity day when we are feeling good, plenty of coffee, plenty of sleep, et cetera, et cetera. And also a menu of options for each area of our life on a low capacity day, a low capacity morning. Brain's not quite kicking into gear. You might have chronic illness. You might be having a flare up. You might have kids. You might be, have not slept for multiple days, uh, et cetera. What would it look like to still have some options to be reminded of what might help you feel a little bit more energized or get through the morning, the day, some tasks, etc. Life with a little less friction, with a little less self beating yourself up a little bit less. Because also sometimes it's hard to remember what's good for you because you know, again, life, distractions, etc. In my case, literally, if it's not visual to me, if it's not visible to me, I will forget to the point where in the fridge, I put perishables and fruit and veggies up high now, not in the crisper, because I forget that they're there. So wouldn't that be fun to think about, okay, in my business, these are the the areas that I roll through in terms of, you know, there might be CEO day type stuff, management stuff, invoicing, etc. Sales stuff, follow-ups, proposals, booking in appointments, marketing stuff, content, socials, PR, guest interview on a podcast, etc. Actual client work, doing the work, the service that you do. Creativity, creation, planning. That's just in business, right? There that could be the menu of the roles, the areas of development in your business. Same in your life in terms of taking care of yourself and your people. So then within that, what are the things that fill my cup up the most? When I'm, in my case, I have a two-year-old on my solo day with them. What are the things I enjoy doing with them? So on a low capacity day, I don't need to try and remember what might be good for me, good for us, because I've got a little list. So obviously it takes a little bit of time to set this up and you might build on it over time. And also um, a teeny little plug, menu creation is going to be one of the workshops at my event. It's called The Playdate of Possibility. It's a two-day in-person and hybrid online workshop meets summer camp retreat situation. 
And self-honoring behaviors and self-compassionate options, actions, and menu creation is going to be one of the workshops. Art therapy vibes. It's going to be very fun. And there's going to be a little worksheet um, that you can download at the end of this episode if you'd like. So what would be ideal for you and your life? What would be enough time, money, care, etc.? And then what would be even a little bit more? What would make that really comfortable? What would be really joyful? If you get really curious about that stuff and take it out of that rigidness and into a bit more of a, a general openness to what you might want for your life, who do you want to be? How do you want to be? What are the things that you want to create? What are the relationships that you want to cultivate? What are the roles that you have that are unavoidable? And within that, what are your options? What's the menu? Not, I have to do this on this day at this time. Instead, I could go to yoga or I actually don't like yoga, but insert other wellness activity here. See, I need my menu. I can't even reel off. I don't know, stand up paddleboarding. I don't know. You tell me. And that can serve as inspiration for days when you and times when you are high vibe. I don't love that term, but you know what I mean. Flying high and days when you are depleted, times when you're depleted and you need to be nourished easily. So it's taken me a little bit to get here, but clearly I had a point to make. This is my flexible framework for goals that I invite you to borrow. So similar to the SMART goals concept is that when you come up with a goal, you're supposed to run it through those five parameters, SMART, measurable, achievable, realistic, relevant, relevant, and time-bound. So does it meet those five parameters? If so, go forth. If not, don't. Get more specific, I guess. This is what I'm offering instead. I don't have a catchy acronym yet. And maybe by publishing this downloadable and this episode, you can help me come up with one. (laughs) Um, All right. So parameter or consideration, number one, visibility. This kind of goes to what we're speaking about, about being able to see it. And this is what planning is great for, right? Writing it down, drawing it. This is about getting clarity and being able to see the thing. Paint the picture is a term that Jonathan Fields used in one of his um, planning episodes recently. Measurable to the sense of trying to put some shape to it. So three to five, five to 10. You know what? I'm not going to try and give you a specific example because this is my whole point, is that it's not the conventional way of thinking about it. Like I'm going to do this X amount of times a week. That's not the point. The point is, what is it? What's the thing? If you're trying to make something, if you're trying to achieve something, if you're trying to have more of something in your life, what actually is it? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Who's there? Who's involved? Who can help, etc. So getting clear about what it actually is and making it visible, literally drawing a picture of it or writing out a few sentences about what it is, where it is, what you want it to be, who you want it to be, etc. Second consideration. Is it purposeful? What's the purpose? Does it feel purposeful? And the questions to ask around that. Why is it meaningful to you? What impact 
do you want to have? Or by doing this thing, making this thing, having more of this thing in your life, what impact does it have on you, on your people, on your audience, if it's a creation? The third consideration, is it approachable? Now, this is my favorite one. Capacity. Is it a little bit gentle? Is it achievable? Now, yes, that is from Smart Goals, but I mean even more gentle. Is it practical? Is it compassionate? Is it honoring of you and your brain and your body and your abilities and your privileges or biases? Or is it based in reality? And that's not to be a pessimist because, wait, you'll see the fifth consideration, but to be self-honoring because what is the point of putting up these high bars that have no grounding in reality and therefore you're just going to end up feeling shit about it. I don't think that that's not very nice. Approachable. The fourth consideration. Now you can tell that I couldn't decide which one to call this. So this has got three words, flexible, adjustable, adaptable. Is it flexible, adjustable, adaptable? Low, mid and high energy days, weeks or times. I borrowed this off someone on the internet. I don't remember who. Even when I do, I will credit them appropriately. This is what I was talking about when we first started talking. Low, mid, high. So does this goal have the ability to roll through those things? Like what's, so basically you're going to end up with three versions. What is the low capacity version of this goal? What is the mid-capacity version of this goal? What is the high-capacity version of this goal? Or just a low and high if that's easier. Can I move this? Is this malleable? Have I pre-thought about ways I can adjust this to be fucking kinder to myself? And I don't think we think about this in goals. And I've been told that everyone knows that when you make a goal, like if you don't quite get there. It was like the journey or whatever. I don't know that. I think that if you make a goal and that's what you're doing, if you don't do it, you suck. (laughs) Now, obviously I don't think that in terms of like other people, but like that was my understanding of this practice for myself around. I said I was launching on that day. And if that didn't happen, I failed. When in actual fact, what if I am honoring of my capacity and my reality and what has happened in the lead up to that launch. And it needed to be pushed out by a week. But imagine if I'd pre-thought about that of if I get three high energy weeks, when has that ever happened? If I get three high energy, high capacity days in a row leading up to said thing, and I get high capacity goal, achievement, outcome, wonderful. If I have three lows in a row, well then guess what? I'm giving myself another week or whatever. If we're talking about like having the options for the low, mid and high. Now this is an experiment, right? And it's kind of sounding slightly complicated. It doesn't need to be, but we are questioning a framework and a convention that we have all experienced time and time again on the internet, in society, at school, patriarchy, capitalism, etc. So it's actually a bit of a mind bender to go, well, hang on a minute. If I allow myself grace, how will I get anything done? How will I know that I'm winning, that I'm succeeding? Now I hear you because I fucking love winning, 
But imagine if we weren't so mean to ourselves. That's all I'm actually offering. That's all I'm asking is what if launching this week, next week, and the week after are all actually fun because time is made up Um, and you set the deadline. So that's also made up. But we do need deadlines and we need goals to get anything done because we need a, we need urgency, we need, we need parameters, we need accountability, we need each other. So definitely say the thing, aim for the thing, and what if it's actually still okay if you needed an extra week or if you needed more help or if it didn't go how you thought it was going to go or if it wasn't as big as you thought it was going to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And lastly, and this is where we come back into like self-help coaching mode, potential, playful possibility, gentle stretching, reshaping, reimagining, gradual growth. So I'm still saying we're going big, we're going bold, but like nicely, (laughs) gently, kindly, with self-kindness, with self-compassion. So approachable and curious about what's possible. Is it playing in possibility? Is it gentle stretching? Is it reshaping and rewiring and reimagining what you thought was possible? Is it questioning? Because we want to do some questioning. We are weighed down with some shit we do not need anymore. So definitely pushing, edging, wondering about what's possible. Does it meet that as well? Because I'm not interested in a phoning it in goal either. Because you might be thinking up until this point, She's she's going pretty easy on herself. I want both. I want all of the above. I want big, audacious, ambitious, bold, burn shit down, question everything type goals, creations, lives, parenting situations, relationships, whatever. I want that. I want that for you. I want that for all of us. I want us to question the paradigm to wonder about what we've been told and say that's bullshit to conventions, etc. And I want to live in reality and be kind to myself and be compassionate with myself and understand that some days I'm burning shit down and rewriting generational stories and rewiring patterns, questioning patriarchal capitalism. And then some days I am napping with my toddler at nap time and I'm going gently and I'm eating what I want to eat and I'm not sending the email. Both things can be true. I swear to God, both things can be true, boldly and gently. It's not, it's not a binary. Nothing is a, nothing, nothing is a binary. When will we learn? Gently, boldly, joyfully. Can we bring more playfulness and kindness? I know I've said it a hundred times, but really so much of what we have been told around business ownership, parenting, being a human being, being a woman, if that's what you are, has just got so many layers of expectation 
on it, internal, societal, broader society. And so much of it has been cultivated or written or instructed by neurotypical, straight, white, cis men. And sometimes I hate to be the one that always brings it back to that, but it's fucking true. And so lots of that doesn't serve us. It just doesn't. And it leaves us feeling like crap. And I don't want that for us. I just don't. I love the internet. I love it. I love Instagram. I love being able to connect with people. I love being able to learn stuff and share stuff and dopamine scroll hours on end. I love it. It's deeply satisfying to me. And some of that is causing us even more struggle and pain and pressure and stretching us. And it's emptying out some people's cups just as much as it's filling up other people's cups. And it's given us more comparisons and mirrors and triggers and activations and confrontations than we could have ever possibly imagined. I mean, the human brain is not actually supposed to be exposed to that much information. Well, oddly enough, I think a lot of neurodivergent folks might say otherwise in the sense that it can be actually very energizing. (laughs) So maybe we do like having that much information flying at us. But that is where I will say that I, I feel for our neurotypical friends that it can be a very overwhelming space. So what if we could hold both things to be true, that we can be ambitious and self-honoring, that we can be courageous and cultivate a deep sense of inner knowing and rest and safety and self-honoring and compassion. So with that in mind, I'm going to read the list again. So next time you are thinking about something that you want to make or a rhythm or a ritual that you want to bring into your life or an experience you want more of, I invite you to query it with these five considerations. Is it visible to you or can you make it visible? Is it purposeful to you? Why is it meaningful to you? What impact is it that you want to have? Is it approachable to you? Is it gentle, practical, compassionate? Is it flexible, adjustable, or adaptable for you? Is there a low energy option, a mid and a high energy option? Is it self-honoring? And lastly, does it lead with potential? Does it offer you playful possibility? Is it gently stretching you? Is it reshaping, reimagining, offering you gradual growth towards having, being, experiencing more of the stuff that is meaningful to you? Does it get you closer to who you want to be more often? Because again, we are not perfect. We are deeply fallible, deeply flawed. We're not going to feel good all of the time. We're not going to be the best versions of ourselves all of the time. It's not possible. But it does feel wonderful to aim for being who we want to be 
more often. Being the business owner, the creator, the friend, the contributor that I want to be more often, the connected, present parent that I want to be more often, ideally, right? The self-honoring, self-compassionate, self-caring, self-devoted me that I want to be more often, ideally, yeah, that would be wonderful. And it's so much harder to beat myself up about that when you look at it that way. Because did I be the creator and the business owner that I wanted to be more often than not this week? Yeah. Was I the present, connected, aware, curious parent that I wanted to be more often than not this week? Yeah. Was I the friend, the collaborator, the family member, the person I wanted to be more often than not? Yeah, mostly. Okay. Did I take care of myself? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Definitely need more rest. Um, But mostly, did I honor myself? Did I tell the truth? Did I give myself compassion and grace? Well, yeah, I did. More often than not, I did. And so that's a win to me. Again, I said that it wasn't about winning. I mean, look, I fucking love winning. Who doesn't love winning? So let's take that win. I'm going to take that win or take those wins, lots of wins, lots of little wins as, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing the best we can with the information, the resources, the capacity, the brain, the energy, the body, the abilities, the privileges we have in this moment. And then we're going to go again in an hour, in a couple of days and so on. So I hope that that feels empowering to you. I hope that that feels exciting to you as another option to open up the way that we look at goal setting and getting stuff done and being, like state of being, right? Because it's not all about getting stuff done, living. And I would love to hear what you think because, I mean, I always want to hear what you think, but this especially because I have crafted this over years of trying to understand a way of being and creating and doing that feels more compassionate to me and for the people that I love. So I really, really want to hear what you think. Um, As I said before, if you want to download a little activity sheet of my flexible goal setting framework, Uh, you can do that in the link in my bio or in the show notes, get your name on the mailing list, and then it'll show up in your inbox. And if this is a vibe that you're into, I have a bunch of stuff on sale now that I think you also might be into. We can do a one-on-one with me. We can make some stuff happen, or you can keep an eye out for that in-person event later in the year that I mentioned before. In the meantime, I'm so bloody glad that you're here. It's such an honor to be in your ears. And as always, I hope that these words and my <laughs> and my way of communicating has helped land something for you. And I really do hope that we can go boldly and gently. I will talk to you next time. Bye.